What is going on, guys? And welcome back to another episode of For Your Good. I'm your host, TJ Franklin, and I'm back again with another episode today. I got my homie, my boy, my brother, Craig Burton. How you doing today, man? Good, man. Blessed. 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 100%. This is our this is our third time doing a podcast mm-hmm. together, I think. The first time we did New Mindset, Who's This? Then me, you, and Jermaine did One Shot Jermaine. And uh, now we're back again, bro. And um, thank you again for coming on the show. Man, no, pro- no problem, man. Anytime, my brother. Anytime. I want to start off really quick to start off this episode. This is not how the episode was going to originally start off, but I have to start it off this way. So um, last night I was doing this reading. I've been re- I've been reading this book called 23 Minutes in Hell. It's a very crazy book. For most people, everybody knows about hell, but not too many people actually know the details of hell or if it's even real or, you know, the difference between the different levels of hell, that the fact that um, different people actually get different punishments in hell, not to say that it's even better for anybody. But um, the story pretty much goes, it's a guy and he goes down to hell for 23 minutes. And he in the book, he des- he describes and explains what hell is actually like, well, what he experienced. And just from that little bit, just for 23 minutes of time, it sounded like the most horrific horrible place of all time now it's people think it's hell is hot it's way more than that the beast and the creatures down there are ungodly unhuman like everything was rotten flesh think about the worst thing you've ever smelt or seen times that by 10 then you got to add the fact in um hell is a separation from god so that's what when the book to paraphrase when he went down the hell he forgot that he was a christian he forgot about god God did that on purpose to actually allow him to experience what it's like, the separation from God. In hell, there is no communion. There is no fellowship. People will be like, I'll see you in hell. You'll see them. You'll, honestly, you might see them in hell, but you will only see yourself. And um, you know, he described it, the the pain, the the, the cries, the, the raining of fire, the fiery pit. And I know this sounds super depressing, but I say all this to say that the reason why he went down there, letter on the book is kind of a spoiler. Um, you can skip past this if you don't want to, but God actually brings him up and then God actually describes, God actually tells him like, you know, why he, he had allowed him to go through that. And it was not to scare him. It was not to say it was a nightmare. This is a warning to people. He even said that some of my believers don't even think hell is real. Mm. I understand the world, but as Christians. And so one thing that stuck out to me in the book is that I could actually almost kind of feel how he was feeling when he was describing feel how he was feeling when he was down there because he's other the other thing is that like you know the emphasis on the separation of god i say all that to say not to spook anybody not to oh you're going to hell and fire and brimstone but it's just to stress the reality of hell that it's actually real that we need to repent of our sins and get right with god and give our lives to god um this life is fleeting this world is going to end we all have to go somewhere at the end of this and it's important to understand where you're going to go Hell is not a place you want to be. It's not a place that's cool. It's not something to to just be like, oh, I'll just go there. And the biggest question is, I get all the time, is why would a loving God send somebody to hell? God doesn't send us to hell. We send our own selves to hell. God came down to earth and died for our sins so that we would not have to go to hell. But we 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 don't choose God. A quick A quick example is a girl who has a guy who likes him a lot. And if that guy forced the girl to be with him, that's not love. So why would God force you to be with him? He would give you the option, free will. And that's what love um, really is. 
So I just want to start off that episode, start off this episode with that um, warning, I guess you would say. And not to, like, again, not to scare you because I love everybody who's listening to this and God loves everybody who's listening to this. And he wants you to spend the rest of eternity in heaven with him. But again, it's a choice and it's free will. We all have free will. So you can choose God or you cannot. And ultimately that will, um, you know, decide where you go. Yes, yeah, that. Yeah, that's interesting. I remember um, I was seeing something where it talked about how hell is even um, structured, right? You know how God, like when we think of heaven, right? We think of, most of us just think of this beautiful place, right? But in the kingdom, it's actually structured in a specific order, right? How there's God, that was God at the top, but then he has nobles and and, and people around him, advisors, um, and how it's a, literally, it's kind of like a marketplace if you think about it. Yeah. Think of it like a marketplace or how an actual earthly kingdom is structured in a specific way. God's kingdom is structured in a similar way, but obviously at a more higher level. But I say that to say that the hell is actually structured in a specific way as well, right? The devil is supposed to be the king of hell, right? But there's also princes under him that control specific emotions and feelings, right? Principalities. Um, right, principalities, right? There's a... um. I forget there's one like one demon that's that's strictly for the for lust right mm-hmm. or strictly for um another demon that's strictly for anger or strictly for whoredom or anything like that right there's specifically things that that in hell the devil tries to replicate or copy of what God does right 100%. so there's also a structure in kingdom for say in hell as well and by understanding that and knowing that maybe you can understand how hell is structured and how to um how like really demonizing it is down there. Hundred percent, and I think that's what we lack, man. Is like we we live our day to day without thinking about the consequences, which is like I I done that too. Like I'm not perfect. I sin, but the man like it's lately, and I, I'll be transparent. Like I've been letting my flesh really run rapid these last couple of days, and I I felt the consequences. And I believe like when you're a really true child of God, you can really realize like okay, I've been not been spending time with God the way I should. I haven't been reading my word or even worshiping him. And I'm allowing my flesh to take over and I'm imparting in sin. And it's it's really to remind yourself like, man, like this stuff is real. Demons are real. Spirits are real. Witchcraft is real. Mm-hmm. Witches are real. Right. It's to say not to, to be afraid, but like, because we have power in Christ, but like we can't be playing with sin. We, we just can't play around. Exactly. It's not something to play around with. And I want to stress that because it's it can get like that. It can get like that. What if I told you the next time you, you drank or the next time you smoked or the next time you just imparted in sin, that would be the last time. Yeah. Like, it, it really wouldn't be worth it. But And I'm not trying to, like, you know, uh, like fire brimstone this message because obviously I'm a sinner too. But it's like to really stress the importance of abstaining or staying away from sin in, in general and and to get right with God. But to move forward on that topic, today I do want to talk about mindsets. Okay, when it comes to mindsets, when it comes to anything kingdom or when it comes to anything business-wise, you know, I always call you mm-hmm. you this man, listen. I don't I I've yet to meet a man who has read as many books as crap. Pretty sure there is somebody, but Cray in my opinion you need to write a book one day, bro. Um, but I haven't met anybody who has read as many books as he has. He has a lot of knowledge, a lot of wisdom, especially when it comes to mindset, especially kingdom mindset and stuff like that. So, bro, I want to ask you, man, um, what's the book you're reading right now? And what has the biggest, like, what are the biggest lessons you're learning from it? 
Um, currently, I'm reading this book called uh, The Superior Man. Um, I believe you actually put me onto that. Yeah, book. The Way of the Superior um, Man. The Way of the Superior Man. Yeah. yeah, my apologies. And it speaks on a lot of things how men, there are certain uh, tasks and things we have to get over, right? Um, certain tasks we have to do, but if we aren't doing those tasks, it can affect everything around us. For example, a man, uh, I believe one of the chapters speaks on a man should be in his purpose, right? And if a man is not in his purpose, his wife and children could tell and disrespect him because he's not living up to the purpose that he's supposed to be living in. 100%. So, like, if, say, my purpose is I need to be make creating a business, right? And I'm not doing that. I'm uh, not using the gifts and talents that God gives me. Your wife is going to see that as well. And if you're not living in that, your wife is going to believe, oh, he's not, you know, he's not as true as he can be. And somebody has to, in the house needs to live up to their uh, expectations or to their gifts, right? Mm-hmm. So if a wife or children are not seeing you, one, you they could get disrespectful towards you, and two, they can also look at you in a specific way on that you're not a trustworthy person, right? Or a person that that has character integrity in them. So a wife and children could be like, okay, we're gonna do our own thing, right? They're not gonna follow the man, right? And yeah. and our Christian belief, right? A man is the head of the house, right? 100%. And the wife is supposed to be the neck, the one that holds you up. But if a man is not being the head, not living in purpose, not living in his gifts, a wife is going to try and be, be the, the head, head now because you're she's, not... You're now she's operating at a, a a masculine frame. Right, exactly. So that's some things I, I learned. Um, Let me ask you a question, bro. Um, do you think it could be somebody could notice that and change it? Yes, I believe I believe always you can always change um okay. any circumstance but like you said in the episodes today it depends on your mindset, right? It depends on if you truly believe you can change uh change your circumstance, right? You can't just go up and and say oh I want to be this this whoever you want to be and not actually work towards that every day. Well, we were talking about I I believe that one 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 chapter in particular for me that did it was putting the purpose first, like before anything, like before a girl, before everything. And I was like, okay. But it's like, I I get that because the way I picture what I got from the book is if I put my purpose first, everything falls in line. Mm -hmm. For example, this is everybody out there. If I'm called to be a missionary, I need to find a woman that's going to be the same thing. It's going to be very hard for me to live 12 years in Germany and my wife is called to be a youth pastor here in America. You know what I mean? So it's like when you know your purpose, you know who to align with and you know what aligns with you. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people try to do the opposite where they find the girl or they find whatever else outside of purpose. Then they find purpose and they try to backtrack. It's mm-hmm. going to be a lot harder. Yeah. So and, that's why. Yeah. And it speaks on impoverished. Um, th- those who a man who finds find if a woman finds a good thing, right? Finds a wife. Finds, yeah. right? Doesn't mean that I was looking for, that I was constantly searching for. I was just walking on my journey, walking on my purpose, and I I don't know, I just found it there, right? Yeah. So it's not I think the miss what is very um misunderstood in today's society is that we're looking, we're searching for these different things, right? Instead mm-hmm. of being something that attracts those things. I, I heard a I heard a you good quote to say you find what you're looking for when you stop looking for mm-hmm. it. Like, bro, what? Yeah. And I, I got so mad at that because, like, I don't like when mugs be, like, like philosophical. I mean, I get it and it makes sense, but I'm a big practical type of guy. I hate when mugs get really deep and I'm trying to find an answer. Like, what if you went to Google and you asked Google, 
who's the president? And then Google gives you some philosophical answer. Like, bro, just tell me who the president <laughs> is. <laughs> Try to be deep on me. That's kind of how I feel sometimes. Yeah, but I, I feel like always looking for the correct, direct answer, right? Yeah. It could lead you to not being not be able to understand the lesson around it, right? But yeah, and I understand it. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I get it. I understand why you find what you're looking for when you stop looking for it because it's like the intention behind it. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure somebody in new age can talk about some vibration or whatever, mm. but that's not what this is. <laughs> but what I, what I get from it is when you align yourself with God, first things first, you got to ask like the biggest word that's been on my heart lately is God's will. Mm-hmm. God's will. The Bible says he, we, we talked about this before, but the Bible says, you know, unless the Lord builds the house, you labor in vain. Mm-hmm. So, unless God sent you this person, you're going to be shooting your shot, trying to talk in vain. Unless God told you to build this business, you're going to be building and and failing in vain. Everything has a purpose. And I feel like when you align yourself within God's will, God's purpose will align within you. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about the girl situation. I'm going to get on this real quick. If If it does come to a girl... All you have to ask is, God, is this your will for my life? Mm-hmm. Simple. It's, it's it's so simple. Like, God's not going to be in heaven like, I think she's the one. <laughs> God's going to let you know. He's going right. to let you know right off the bat. Right. And if, if you if you are in his, in his will, if you can actually adhere to his voice. And I think the biggest thing when it comes to purpose, we have to ask God, is this the purpose for my life? Mm-hmm. Because everything revolves from that. If I put my purpose first, I'm telling you, everybody else around me benefits from that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's it's super key because your purpose, your girl, your family, your job, everything aligns within your purpose. Mm-hmm. And it all comes with asking God one question. What is it? Yeah. And I feel like you find your purpose the more you are connected with God too, right? Like I remember I, I, I didn't know I was going to be an entrepreneur. And I, as of right now, I'm currently progressing to enter that state of, being a full-time entrepreneur, right? But when I when I was when I first figured out at the age of, when I was 18, I first figured out that I really want to be an entrepreneur. My whole life though, I put my purpose into football or I put my purpose into sports, right? And making that my pretty much my idol, right? Because right. I wasn't I would say in that time period, I wasn't really all the way in God. So in that specific time, I was totally focused on football. If it wasn't football, it was nothing else. Or a girl, it's nothing else, right? But when those things started to crumble, I had no foundation to go on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I had nothing to... Really, it was a lot of pain or a lot of things that weren't there all the time. Like I said, it's a bad foundation. But once I started finding God and started understanding, okay, reading my word, finding God, meditating and praying towards him, right? He started showing me different things and different people start coming into my environment that led me to figure out that I'm going to be an entrepreneur. For example, one of my mentors, my biggest mentors, um, his name is JC, right? Mm-hmm. He's a full-time entrepreneur. But in college, he um, he had a, um, he had a, his own, basically his own workout, like gym type of thing, right? And um, he was running a business and he, he was selling shirts and all these different things. But you could really tell that he was in his purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And by me seeing a, a someone older than me um, in their purpose and something that I looked like, okay, he's actually doing this thing. Once I started talking and getting around him, starting things in my life started opening up too to where I was like, okay, maybe I, I want to be an entrepreneur too, right? Hold My whole life, my both of my parents are entrepreneurs. Yeah. <laughs> I was just speaking to earlier that my godma is an entrepreneur, yep. right? And if I didn't, if I was not 
uh, looking for my purpose or if I didn't, if I kept on living life purposeless, I would never know that God literally been orchestrating everything in my life to be an entrepreneur. For this, so, for such a time as this type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Bro, one thing I, and that, that's the thing, like, look, so from one thing you said was that you kind of made football your foundation. Mm-hmm. The Bible says like, you know, if you build your house on sand, don't be surprised when it falls. Mm-hmm. Anything that you build on that's not God will fail you mm-hmm. eventually. And you can run from it. I believe that some people, they cling on to that dream. Like, they cling on to football for as long as they can. But, you know, the reality is that it's it's coming to an end. But you said that all your whole life you were, like, subliminally being prepared to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Your parents, your family, mm-hmm. little different things. And I believe that's where we found our purpose is just in the little things. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I do believe God some way, somehow has been orchestrating this my for me is that i've been serving in the production crew at my church since i was 10 years old mm-hmm. i've been training for 10 years mm-hmm. and then you know i went to school to be an exercise science major had no business doing that <laughs> and then i was like this is not my passion my passion is production my passion is the, you know technology mm-hmm. and but it took me a long time to realize that this is what i've been training for my whole entire yeah. life and as you can see now it's coming to fruition and so I really feel like a, a lot of our purpose and a lot of the things we're destined to do can stem from childhood or it could not. Mm-hmm. But I believe that, you know, when you see God, he can he can make that clear for you because, man, you need direction mm-hmm. and a sense of purpose in your life. And um, we were talking about The Rock earlier. Yeah. Another thing I want to talk about with mindset is, man, being able to juggle it all. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure everybody knows who The Rock is. I don't need to give any explanation, but I'm going to give a rundown because this is what we're talking about. This man's a businessman, owns an energy drink, a tequila brand clothing brand shoe brand headset owner of the actor that's the biggest one owner of the xfl french toast connoisseur wwe legend WWE they gonna they're gonna get me on that one that's the first one i should have said right (laughs) but before all that he thought he was a football player too yeah exactly before all that he he thought his life was surrounded by being a football player and i remember listening or seeing something about his story where at the time, he thought he was going to go to the NFL, then not end up making it. And at that time, he only had $7 in his pocket to his name, right? And I just think that goes to show that for those of you who are looking for your purpose um, and you thought this one thing was the thing that you were going to do your whole life and it ended up canceling out of, out of a sudden, don't dwell on that one thing. It's like going, It's like breaking up with a girlfriend and thinking like, okay, this was the only one girl I wanted in my whole life. And then after that, you're you're dwelling on her your whole life while she's moving on. She's been moved on, right? The thing you have to understand is that there are different things that God planted in your life. There's lessons God put in your life so you can understand how to get past that thing, then go to something else that's way bigger for you. If The Rock stayed his whole life trying to play football, we would never even know who The Rock is. That's facts. You know what I mean? We would never know who The Rock is. And all those different things that build that he is now, all those 10 things you just named now, he's big in all of those things. And the thing is, bro, he's still hungry. You know what I mean? That's the thing about The Rock. Like, mm-hmm. man, like I was telling you earlier, bro, what, like the tequila brand, mm-hmm. that's not bad. Mm-hmm. Some people would just been okay with that and then ran with that. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this and that's okay. Like, you're, you're still making money. But, man, this man has so many different revenues of income. Mm-hmm. That it's not even funny. It's inspiring. It, it's, it's it's inspiring. It really like it's inspiring. it's it really is, bro. And that's why I brought him up. Is like that's a prime example of putting your purpose mm-hmm. first. And I just think also it comes down, like you said, my mindset is very important because 
one another person that inspires me so much uh, recently, Pinky Cole. You know who Pinky Cole is? The, uh, uh, you were telling me about Slutty the, Vegan? The, the owner of Slutty Vegan. Yeah. Man, when I say she is moving and shaking right now, moving and shaking, she inspires me so much because um, there's a time where she's tried to open up a, a, a restaurant before and it ended up not working out. It had. I remember she said she had a um, Jamaican and American food restaurant in in New York, and it all burnt down. But what ended up happening was she she didn't give up right there. Mm-hmm. She didn't say, "Oh my gosh, just one restaurant is my purpose." She kept on growing. She kept on learning, and eventually she had Slutty Vegan. And one of the most inspiring things she says all the time is, "This is going to be a billion dollar business one day." Hundred percent. And in our culture. We don't have that Apple, that Google, that that uh, Microsoft, that Procter & Gamble, that business that is a billion-dollar business that yeah. we can look up to, right? So we're inspired by her seeing that. And that ta- that really takes mindset to get to where she is, she is right now. It's going to say, like, you know what I mean? It, it really goes with the verse, I could do all things through God who strengthens me, mm-hmm. right? She's she's going to another, another level where she's her business is going to be a billion-dollar business. So why can't we speak billion-dollar business over ourselves, yeah. right? Not just going for a million dollars, you know what I mean. Not mm-hmm. not saying that's nothing, but saying going reaching to those heights that she wants to get to, and that I believe I want to get to too. That I know I want to get to too. You have to have a mind that set that says I could do all things through Christ. Through Christ, and that's the thing. That's the key about it. Um, we're running up on time, so we're going to have to end it there. But you're absolutely right that we can do all things through Christ, and I, I believe I'm ending off with like this real quick quote by Jackie Hill Perry. She said that. Um, essentially we're not graced. We, we shouldn't aspire to do all things. We should aspire to do all things we're graced for. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different thing mm-hmm. because, you know, we could want something. We may want something that God may not have purposed for us. Mm-hmm. And so I think the whole thing at the end of the day is to figure out, man, what am I graced for? What does God have for me? And, um, to follow suit in that. But with all that being said, Craig, man, thank you. Yeah. For coming on the show today. We're gonna to do a part two easily. Um and I hope that everybody enjoyed that enjoyed this uh message today. One before I leave you two things before I leave you guys off. I hope you guys see to the warning I told you guys about earlier. I love all of you guys out there. Jesus loves all of you guys out there. Um we just wanna make I not not we obviously everybody who loves Christ wants to make sure this is real, but God more importantly wants to stress this to you that he loves you and that he does not want to see you burning for eternity. And then two on a, on a lighter tip, um, the mindset is very key. Um, place, read your word, meditate on God's word, allow God to change your mindset. The Bible in Romans 12 and two, it says to be not to conform to this world, but to transform, transform your mind. Essentially, man, don't think of the way this world wants you to think, think the way God wants you to think. And, um, he'll give you witty, witty inventions and, um, new ideas. I love you guys so much. And I will see you guys in the next one. Peace.